You're listening to Vanguard Radio. Just the cops are chasing all them niggers, and them niggers all need a place to hide away. And all the liberal yuppie suit and tie folk don't think we ought to own no guns anymore. So when the niggers come around at midnight, they head straight for the ignorant Americans back We pay for the niggers' trial. We pay for the niggers' food, my friend. And what is done lost his smile. I must admit, that's a really catchy tune. Okay, that's the end of that song. That's um, that's a band that uh, uh, Stan used to play uh, when he was hosting this show, and um, it, he doesn't know who, who named that band uh, or anything. He's got seven or eight songs, and they're all racist songs like this, and they're all pretty good. Uh, and um, anyway, well, this is a uh, VNM broadcasting free talk live. The the Skype number to call if you want on the show, uh, make sure you send a chat message first, is Jeff Beck Midwest. Now, that's just for tonight. And then uh, in the subsequent shows, we'll go back to... Um uh, it, it we'll go back to um, uh, VNN Free Talk Live. Uh, this is for technical reasons. Uh, again, if you're listening right now, we have... Uh, we have uh, I'll run down the roster here. Uh, we have um, uh, Boo Girl. Uh, which we just finished the previous hour speaking with. And then we have uh, James Hawthorne from Great Britain. We have Alex Linder. And we have a very another very special guest, and this is totally unplanned, and I, I'm really uh, really excited about this. This is Lee Gardner. He's on the phone. And let, let me tell you, before you step in here, Lee, uh, uh, some listeners may not know who Lee Gardner is. Uh, this is the Lee Gardner, by the way. And um, he was a co-host of uh, with uh, James Hawthorne for Aryan Matters, and they had a really good show uh, going. And um, and uh, uh, the partnership kind of uh, uh, went into hibernation, I guess. Uh, but uh, never never uh, really sure what happened to James. But he's on he's on the line right now. And uh, this is uh, Lee Gardner from Aryan Matters. How, how you doing, Lee? Good. Thanks a lot, Jeff, and uh, I appreciate it, and uh, thanks a lot for letting me on. Boy, I recognize that Texas twang, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I, you know, I listen to, I'm sure you've heard this before when you run into people, you know, maybe on VNN or elsewhere, but, uh, man, uh, I, I used to listen to your guys' show. Uh, man, I couldn't wait for another edition to come out, and uh, you guys were you guys were a really good pair, and... Uh, Maybe like uh, you know, uh, was it a Laurel and Hardy or something? 
<laughs> is that a is that a compliment? I'm not sure that's a compliment. <laughs> uh, but no, I'm I'm just kidding. Uh, but no, you guys are uh, you guys are really really good, and uh, I hope there's a reunion someday. And you guys had a great website too with the with uh, kind of like the, was it the Brandenburg Gate, and you had the, the Nazi swastikas being sh- uh, uh, the Nazi swastikas being spotlighted up into the sky and everything. That was a yeah, really thanks a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I'm, glad, I'm glad you appreciated it. Yeah, yeah, we had a few a few compliments on that, and unfortunately, we took the whole thing down. But yeah. I don't know. We might uh, we might be putting the band back together here. We'll see. Mm-hmm. So you're from uh, you know Boot Girl here, who's on the phone. She's also from uh, Texas, or not right now. She's in Georgia. But uh, when you, I, I I guess you were in Europe for a while with James. And then, uh, and then I'm just kind of guessing. Uh, then you went back to uh, uh, Texas, and uh, what's your thoughts about Texas? Oh shit! Well, <laughs> just as bad as it was uh, when I left, and then now it's of course worse is being overrun by sticks. I mean, oh yeah, it might as well be you know Mexico. Yeah, I'm sure it's the same yeah. case with uh, all the border states. You know the nig- the niggers were bad enough, but. <laughs> But all these sticks, this is just, it's ridiculous. There's more sticks than niggers now in Texas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the whole and thing. And Boot Girl, by the, by the way, Boot Girl, very good job on uh, on your blog you. there on YouTube. That's great. Thank you. Yeah, we all enjoy that very much. And and uh, she, she says she's not working on a project right now, but boy, uh, when you do, let us know and we'll support you how we can. And uh, I know there's a lot of people that would, you know, step forward to, you know, help you out. It's uh, great, and video videos where the the mind the minds of the uh, the younger set are the whole MySpace, MySpace like the fourth most popular site, owned by our Jewish enemy, but uh, they like the video, and the and the uh, uh, the friends and the connections. I, I used to have a MySpace account, but uh, there's so much filth on that website. But yeah. Jew space, as I like to call it. I don't support yeah. it. I don't have a page on there anymore. So, uh-huh. <clears throat> yeah, but it's but a good it's a good site for white nationalists or national socialists to network. I mean, that's what we mainly used it for. But we kept getting kicked off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how many people? How many people your age, boot girl, would you say read as as let's say a hobby? Uh, I'm sorry. Do what is a hobby? Read compared to watching TV or radio. Oh, read. Oh, I, I'm, I can't say. I don't know. I, I would. I wouldn't think many people, many kids my age, anyway. So they're going to be more responsive to video, like you've done, and uh, yeah. So we encourage uh, anybody to step forward, like we always say. You know, and Jeff says we're a media c- collective of people doing different things and working together where we can. Uh, and having the hosting and the technical backup, and then and then the people talking. So, the more video, the better. I know yeah. people love Craig's stuff. Uh, they'll like yours too. Right. And, oh yeah. As far as the video blogs, yeah, they would rather watch video than read. I thought you meant like watching TV versus reading a book. No, we're. Yeah, I mean, we're we're always talking about how do we. You know, I partly write a certain way to get, I, and I basically go directly after young males or males who are in college or males who are in their 20s. And uh, where are the minds of, how can we make our cause more attractive to young people or, or how can we best reach them? I wouldn't say we even need to make a case since it's so obvious that what we have is better for them than what the system has. They just don't understand that. 
Right. I mean, I, I'm guessing a lot of the people you know, they they may not even really be aware that there's a different way than some of that wigger stuff because that's that's mainstream now. Right. Exactly. I didn't know. I mean, what I wasn't in. A lot of people would like to say that I was brainwashed, or you know, there's somebody who just brainwashed me, and I was raised that way. There's always that, you know, common misconception. But I honestly, I've always been racially aware, like I said, and I just went. I uh, always looked up racist things, like racist news articles. Uh, I Googled some, and I came across the website Stormfront, and I saw the Emblem White Pride Worldwide without reading any material, without knowing anybody there. I, without hesitation, signed up. Because I was like, wow, there's this whole, there's just thousands of people here that, you know, have the same mindset as I do. Mm-hmm. So there, you know, just that automatic unity, the feeling of unity and support, just made me want to go all the way and be loud and proud. So, good. Yeah, isn't it amazing how uh, once you hear that? I mean, I, I grew up the same way. I believed in the Holocaust hoax and all this shit. And then once I I came to you know learn the truth, I'm like, you know what? We're the only ones now who aren't brainwashed. <laughs> it's everybody else. Yeah, well, when you, you've got the government and the media and the educational all pushing in the same direction, along with the head of your church, who's probably a fag in any case, uh, I mean, it's easy to grow up. And a lot of people who are, say, the generation beyond the Jeff and mine who are in their 60s, they, don't, they, they think that young people are consciously departing from a, a known and established white pattern, but in fact a lot of them have never seen anything different from this wiggerism and this multiculturalism. Because it's, when I was in grade school back in the early 70s, uh, it was it was already being preached, and and so it's been you know decades in the making this multicultural cesspit of, of America. And uh, you know there's, a, there's a comment I like to, I like to throw out, and and it, it came after an interview I did with the with the German nationalist, and and uh, the German nationalist was talking about the success of a party over there in Germany, and it, it they they planted uh, they began their efforts in 1989, which was 16 years ago. And they're only starting to bear fruit now. And some people commented, 16 years? That's just too long." But you know, this is a this is a generational struggle we're in now, and it 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 really is a, a relatively a very few people. And 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 the listeners tonight and the callers on this on this call right now are among the very few that get it, and that you know are able to think in an in- independent fashion. And so, you know, we've got a lot of work to do. It's go- it's going to take a long time. Yeah, you well, know that. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say there the other cultures are helping us a great deal. Like, you know, what happened when Hurricane Katrina went down? Mm-hmm. Just, you know, black police officers looting. Just <laughs> white people are just going to continue to get so fed up and they're just going to say fuck it, call me racist. Yeah. Whatever, you know. Yeah, well, well, hopefully they will. I mean, that's what we need. We need people to stop being afraid of, uh, you know, being called an anti-Semite or a racist or, you know, whatever. That's 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 That fear is what's keeping all of them back. And, of course, just like Alex said, I mean, they're programmed to be that way. And it's been planned a long time. They've been working on it a long time. And that reminds me of something I recently heard uh, is that a, a, a Catholic said that, you know, when the Catholics first go to a territory when they're trying to spread their faith, like say they go to you know, South America somewhere, the first thing they do is they build a school. They don't build a church. 
they build a school because they know after a certain amount of time, this generation of kids that are growing up, they'll have them all. You know, mm-hmm. they don't they don't want to go there and just try to convince adults because a lot of times adults are harder to convince. They have the the schools that raise the children, and then after 15 years or 20 years, whatever it takes to get a generation, they have them all. Everybody that went to that school, yeah. and that's right. what they've been doing to us for years. And potentially, we're the seeds of a new nation. I mean, what we need to do is refound on a code that explicitly nails down where the problem is and what the solution is and have people follow that and create literally a, a new nation from the, right. the genes of people who don't want to be folded into the mess. That's right. Uh, and and those, of us, start. Uh, those of us who, uh, who have awoken from the, from the slumber of, of lemmingization, I like to call it, those who have awoken have a, a responsibility and some say a curse to to be at the focal point of this struggle uh, it, no matter how bad it gets we know what's going on we know who's behind the destruction of our race of our nations and it's up to us who are in the know who are awake just to carry on relentlessly we've got to be relentless about this and carry on and spread the message in every which way we can yeah, our existence is on the line. I mean, that's that's what it amounts to. It's mm-hmm. really a, a struggle for life or death. Yeah, it's a burden and it's a duty, but it's also an honor. And mm-hmm. we have what is in most of these people's true interest. And whether whether they may they may not see that for any number of reasons, but we can guide them back to the correct path by pointing out that hey, you know, you want to be gang raped by a bunch of illegal aliens feeding you embalming fluid because that's all that MTV has in store for you. Yeah. I can. I'm not just making that up. That actually happened to me. <laughs> you know, there's yeah. nothing more powerful than telling them your own personal story. Uh, but uh, we've we've heard a good amount of that tonight. Yeah, that's the thing that's really come out about this broadcast. Is um, you know, we get to hear people's personal stories. It didn't. It didn't really start out that way. It's just. It's just kind of evolving. And um, you know, we, we like, for instance, Boot Girl tonight, and 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 those before her. You know, we like to hear from you know people who tell their their stories across and the country and, yes, and, and the we world. Come from, Craig, yeah, that's quite right. It, and it's it's every station in life and every country on the globe with white people, and they describe exactly, if not the same experiences. Their experiences are varied, but the lesson from them all is the same thing. And that's what that that redundancy proves the case that this multiculturalism is a genocidal campaign against our kind. Now, I don't feel guilty about being me or who I am or who my family is or where we came from or what we did. I think we did a pretty good job. Could do a little bit better. Got to be continually trying to improve. But uh, we, we don't have to take their garbage and listen to them and tell us that we're guilty and we're evil. And, and whatever white race does remain is going to have an abnormally high percentage of people who are resistant to that kind of uh, ability, to, that ability to, to have guilt impressed upon them. Uh, and and you listening who are who are new to this, you shouldn't uh, you shouldn't accept guilt. If you're not responsible for something, don't let someone you know put guilt in your head and tell you that you, you are guilty. And that is basically what organized media and, and educational institutions do. And uh, don't accept it. Well, 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 Lee. Uh, you know, this is uh, you know my shot at you, and I, I like you know I like to know a little bit about you. I mean. Uh, you grew up in Texas, and uh, and I bet it was a pretty nice place back then. It probably wasn't too long ago. 
And, you know, we know that the Mexicans are actually pushing the niggers out of Texas. So that, that says a lot. But, you know, what's, what's kind of on your mind? Well, all kind of things are on my mind. It's, uh, it's just a hodgepodge of, uh, you know, insanity in this country. Like Alex likes to say, I mean, really, we are, in this country, we've got a, basically mental institution going on with the, with the, with the, with the, with the <laughs> yeah. mental institution of the country. Huh? It's a, I mean, yeah, you hear what it's Schwarzenegger. It's an open-air zoo. Yeah, exactly. It's an open-air zoo. zoo. Schwarzenegger. Yeah, Schwarzenegger is on there having, you know, here they say on CNN and on Fox News that he's in hot water for saying that, oh, maybe Mexicans should speak English and try to assimilate. He's in hot water for that? Yeah. Something yeah. As, as light, you know, as, as not, you know, as, as harmful as can be, as maybe even helpful, you know, you would think to, to the Mexicans, and he's in trouble for that? It's like, what kind of, you know, stupidity and, uh, and insanity are we having to live with here? I mean, I see, I see this place becoming Mexico, because I've been a lot of places. I travel all, you know, all over the world. And I see this place becoming Mexico because when I've been there, I see the same kind of things going yeah. on down there, which are people walking in the street, you know, people stopping their cars in the oh, street, you know, yeah. at night. Yeah, it's like in the middle of a highway, they're stopping in the middle and all kind of, sh you know, bullshit like that. I've seen Mexican women driving on the rims on their cars, you know, and it's like, where's the cops? Walmart you know, there's no cops there. here stopping them. You know, the thing, you know, you mentioned that, James, and when I visited Asia one time, and what what first thing that really shocked the hell out of me was I I was on a highway and people there used the highway as a, uh, the um, the shoulders on the highway uh, uh, they use those and but the thing is it, they use those for transportation their their vehicles like their motorcycles and their mopeds and their bikes and and for walking but more often than not they use it to go the other way against traffic <laughs> I'm not kidding. So you, you know you're driving along the highway, and uh, you know you got this motorcycle coming at you uh, in the opposite direction. Uh, you know a lot of them, not just one. I'm talking a lot, and uh, and and you know it, it's really unnerving. You know if you, if you're from a, a society that you know it, you know values order and values laws and rules, uh, you know this this type of thing is very unnerving. And That's right. <laughs> when James and I were out and about, you know, in places, we would look at each other and, you know, at, at what was going on wherever we were, and we'd go, third world. <laughs> that's, that's what we'd say because that's what was upon us, you know. Yeah. We, were, we were witnessing it right in our very countries, you know, and it's like our European countries are not. They're turning into third world. The thing I yeah. noticed, the thing I noticed quite, a, quite a bit is... Um, Around here, uh, we're getting them in here pretty strong too. Is, is there's a lot more trash blowing around? Um, yeah, that's always characteristic of Mexico or black areas, or ADA housing. If you want to talk, <laughs> use that euphemism for black housing. Yeah, hell, you've got you know half a million Mexicans in the streets of LA. I mean, you pretty much the game is up. It's de facto become part of their country. That's and right. you know you've got Bush going. Oh, we're we're going to kick out 12 million people, and and sucking up to La Raza. Uh, I would oh, like yeah, to. Yeah, all the mestizo politicians preaching to the masses in the street of to all these illegal aliens. You know, calling themselves gringo killers and 
you know, telling the white people to get out. I don't, I don't see how white people can tolerate that stuff. It's a way, definitely a white man couldn't be able to do that. Um, yeah, they produce yeah. a rap that has that kind of junk mixed into it. Yeah, it's, yeah you know, rage against the machine and that kind of garbage. It seems like these rules uh, that you know that our ancestors uh, put down about civility and uh, and you know and so forth. Uh, now they only apply to us. And and these savages that that are streaming in here, uh, they get a free pass. So you know they don't they don't get charged with hate crimes. They don't have to they don't have to follow the, the street uh, the, the street laws or anything like this. You know you know what I I talked to a woman the other day. She got um, she got fined fifty dollars for not having her kid in the car seat. And this was a white woman. And I don't know. I drive up and down uh, around here. And, you know, I see niggers and Mexicans hopping all over the place in their yeah. cars. You know, Jeff, there's a funny point. I mean, we live in what's got to be the most fearful society ever heard of, and yet the things that we legitimately, rationally ought to be afraid of are the ones that go completely unremarked. Yeah. You know, the, the danger to us comes from the niggers and the Mexicans and the Jews who let them in and, and the, the stooge sellout politicians who sucker them, and we're supposed to be worried about kids wearing a helmet and a bicycle or being properly strapped in a car. Right, um, unbelievable. Right, and a, and a solution to all the blacks, you know, that are committing, uh, you know, rapes and uh, riots and all these things. The, the solution is more education, right? Yeah, Instead of right. it's the fucking niggers. <laughs> Here, that's the problem. Empty you know, them of their nigger content, and they'll become less violent. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it's crazy. But you know, to go back just a second ago, uh, somebody brought up—I think it was Boot Girl—brought up the point, which which I just had this conversation with. This it's so bizarre. People that don't know anything about World War II or the history, I said, you know, the guy's like, "Well, we we went to fight the Germans because they invaded Poland. Poland was our ally." And I said, "Well, citizens and German citizens in Danzig were being persecuted and killed. So, for example, if there were Americans in Mexico and the Mexicans were killing them, wouldn't the United States invade Mexico?" And the guy's like, well, yeah. And then I start thinking about it. I go, wait a minute. The fucking Mexicans are in this country killing our people right in here in this country. Why don't we invade them right now? It's like, what the fuck are we waiting for? <laughs> that would it's be the exact same situation. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's crazy. It, it is crazy. The I ability mean, to think has just been shorn from, from the average American. Who, who grows suspicious when you try to put even that simple of a chain of logic together for them. You know, because all you're supposed to do is strike the right pose and the right attitude. You know, I, yeah. I, I don't understand the free republic mindset. I'm talking about this uh, forum, this well-known conservative forum. And, you know, it, we all see what's happening in Iraq right now. I mean, the places, I, I was reading, this, like, now every day there, there's like 120 attacks. Uh, you know, there's like hundreds of people that are killed there every day. And, and... I, I just don't understand how, you know, uh, there's any support for this war at all, and and then to be, you know, to be convinced still that that, that you know George W. Bush is God, and and that you know we're on a mission to bring democracy over there in peace. I mean, does anyone have a brain? Good <laughs> Lord! Yeah, it is ridiculous. I think it's just free entertainment for a lot of these people. And like I've said a hundred times, if there were ever any personal consequences to them, they would run, run real quick and disclaim any responsibility. But, yeah, you know, it's someone else. If A, they'd have to educate themselves to know about it, and B, they'd have to care, and 
I don't think either of those is likely. Yeah, I mean, the, the actual craziness is it's, it's beyond belief. I mean, recently, just a couple of weeks ago, I was in uh, in a doctor's office, and I didn't say anything. The doctor started telling me that this guy, Ahmadinejad, in, in Iran has to be stopped, right? And I yeah. looked around like, what? And he goes... He doesn't believe the Holocaust happened, so it means you know he wants to wipe Israel off the map and kill Jews. Like, well, he must be crazy. Yeah, it's like well, he must be the new Hitler. <laughs> He's the new Hitler, dude. I just <laughs> thought of that. But where does that logic come from? You know, if I yeah. said if I said something like uh, you know uh, fewer of our people were killed, you know, in, in I don't know in the in the in the English Civil War or something, you know, fewer Scots were killed, or maybe no Scots were killed. Then they said, well, you want to kill Scots? You know, <laughs> it's like, what the hell? What kind of logic is that? So he's saying the Holocaust didn't Kappa happen. They didn't kill Jews. So he wants to kill Jews? What the fuck? I didn't even argue with the guy. You know, I'm looking at him like, uh, okay. You know what makes me mad is when is when they talk. They will not talk about free speech. And like we just saw, uh, Forasan, a French scholar of the Holo, Holo hoax, get fined. You know, seven thousand euros or something get a suspended prison sentence for yet again proving that this or that aspect of the Holocaust didn't quite happen the way the Jewish liars said. And this is never discussed on any of the uh, the Patriotard channels or Fox oh, Network. No. Oh, no, uh, they're afraid of it. Yeah. The free speech, so that means the right to, you know, depict Muhammad however you want. Well, okay, I, I'll go along with that. I don't believe religions should be respected any more than any other belief. Uh, but that's got to include Jews. That's that's. There's always a carve out for Jews in that stuff, and boy, do they make use of it. Are you anti-Semitic, Alex? Hell yeah! I am. <laughs> <laughs> Every rational, responsible person is. And yeah. what's the word for those who hate me? You know, it. Mine's a reaction. It's 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 a normal reaction. If if the Amish were doing the things to me and my kind that the Jews are doing, then I'd be an anti-Amite. Or an anti-Baptist, or or an anti-Mormon. If you prove to me the heads of the media companies feeding white girls this garbage about interracialism are Mormons, then I'm going to be an anti-Mormon because I don't want my daughter believing that. That's right. And and, and, you know you're leading her down the path. So it's purely a reaction to what the Jews are doing. The Jews are the ones uh, who carry the anti-Semitism with them. That's right. It's just a natural, normal human response to Jewish behavior over thousands of years, and I'll be damned if I'll feel bad about it. Yeah, I mean, you come to that point by by uh, you know reading and studying and researching, and, and it just happens, and you can't you can't start what is, what do you suddenly do? Start lying to yourself? Say, well, it's not true. Yeah, I found know, it, I found this out, but it's not true. I'm going to lie to sure, myself. Sure, yeah, you know, it, it, and that's the Jewish idea. If we control enough media, then the truth doesn't matter. So all people will know is our lie, and our lie will be backed up by our bought chaplains, by our bought priests, by our bought Congress. You know, half of whom are you know, and they're not. Carrying out the Jewish agenda, they're off propositioning male pages underage. <laughs> I mean, this is what an ignoble country, and, and what fit leadership for it. It's continually proved. I mean, they're they're a bunch of moralizers, and that when you check their behavior, oh, he's actually a homosexual who likes young kids. But you know, he's a big friend of Israel, and he is too. Foley, Mark Foley's a big friend of Israel. Uh, just thought I'd throw that in there. Well, oh, see, now, right? you got you got some mail from a reader, didn't you? That uh, pointed. I out. actually had some snail mail, probably I don't know a year or two ago, and he'd included it in there. And I don't know how he'd got a hold of it, but uh, uh, an invitation from some, I suppose, Jewish couple inviting you to come and listen to Mr. Mark Foley talk at their little gathering. I no doubt some expensive uh, place down there. He's from Florida, you know, ostensibly an Irish name, and he's got that towards 
Stuart, total Stuart Smalley look, if you know that Al Franken character from Saturday Night Live. He's got that kind of <laughs> fucked up fag slash faggoty face. Uh, Mark Foley does it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, so this, this, these Jews are going to have, have Foley over to speak to the people and tell them about how much he supports Israel. And this is, this is how our country is run. Now, it's a collection of special interest groups, the Jews being predominant. And uh, when it's not the Jews, it's the old people who, who want all your money to pay for their various medications and, and pills. And Well, you young whites don't have a hell of a lot to look forward to, and that's why ultimately the fear line on the chart is going to be crossed by the what the hell have I got to lose line. And that's the point when people start going into white nationalism in great numbers. And I think we're, we aren't at that point, but we are, we're certainly the lines are converging right now. Uh, you know, Boot Girl, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. You know, I was thinking about something, and you know, you're a young person, and and and, and school is very, very expensive. And uh, I was at a I was at a uh, at a birthday party the other day, and it was kind of full of these kind of like middle class uh, professional people. And uh, some of these people, I, I I'm very I was unfamiliar with this term au pair. And this is like a, a, a kind of a babysitter, and and these people they're getting babysitters from overseas, uh, you know, uh, a lot of times girls in about your age uh, or young women, uh, twenty, twenty two, twenty three, and they bring them over here uh, sometimes from Europe even. Uh, one of them has a French girl, uh, and other places uh, in Asia too, and uh, uh, you know China wherever. And they, as part of this au pair program, and this is a, they actually have an au pair visa. The U.S. government has an au pair visa, a nanny visa. These families bring over these, uh, mostly always girls, uh, and then they they pay for their education to go to school in this country, uh, and uh, they only have to work a, a certain amount of hours. And and th- and this one particular family was not only paying for their education for this foreign girl from another country, uh, China in this case. Uh, but they, they gave her uh, a cell phone, too, and uh, on a whole bunch of other stuff like this. Oh, and, and of course, they put her up in, in her house uh, and, and pay for So they, they're paying for her lodging. They're paying for her school and everything. And, and she only has to put in about 35 hours of babysitting time a week. And she gets a free education, and the U.S. government, the U.S. government uh, uh, has a special visa program just for this this case. And of course, it's become apparent to me uh, when I asked around. A lot of these girls, the first thing they want to do is get hooked up with a guy when they come over here. And I and I would guess they're going to be white guys. Uh, I would guess probably from a nice middle class background with some money. And, uh, that sounds like more of an upper class type thing in the East Coast. I know they do a lot of that. Oh, yeah, well, is French yeah. for like nannies. Yeah, well, you yeah. see, that's what I always knew them as, as being as nannies. But uh, here's the U.S. government assisting these these people from another country uh, in getting a uh, basically a free education, a university education over oh, here. Oh yeah, they do a lot of that. They I think sometimes actually the international ones pay more. Like Truman State here is really cheap. Uh, cheap uh, tuition compared to most colleges, and yet it has a fairly good reputation, but they have a lot of international students. I think more of them pay a higher price, and, and they're always trying to grow their population base yeah. of college students. 
I mean, I bet a, I bet a girl like you, boot girl. I, I I think I think someone like you would would love to have uh, your 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 university education paid for. I mean, Definitely. I I wouldn't go to school to become a forensic scientist, and that involves eight. I mean, that requires eight years of school. Yeah. Damn near just about, and a Pell grant would only last for about you know at the most three years. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would love to, but not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I do. I find that bullshit, and I also find it bullshit that our tax money goes towards all these illegal immigrant children going to school and and all that. So yeah, that's right. And out in L.A. and and uh, I know at one point in Vegas when it was really booming, I guess it still pretty much is. They're taking pretty much anybody with a college degree to hire them on as a teacher for these public schools. They're having to put up in trailers half the time because there's so many new people. And yeah, they, they they there's a lot of that in the Midwest too. And the school principals are oh, we have to respond to this new diversity and this traditional farming community. And oh, what a great opportunity! And those people are just garbage. Had you, you ever pay for it? Had you ever heard of this word before, boot girl? Au pair? No, I haven't. Yeah, I never heard from it either. And uh, and yeah, I've heard from that. That's been around for a while, but it's it's more upper end. Yeah, well, it must be kind of sounds cooler than nanny because it's in French, and it may mean something slightly different. I don't know. Here, uh, I, I looked it up on Wikipedia, and it was established in 1986. That was that that was that great conservative Ronald Reagan, uh, who who brought that in, and uh, as an educational and cultural exchange uh, for uh, for child care, and um, they come over here and they live and uh, so on. Um, and they get to complete so many uh, semesters of academic credit, uh, and then they're supposed to return home. Now I know it uh, from from talking that a lot of these girls, and an, unfortunately a lot of them are from Asia, are hooking up with white white guys, and uh, and so you know obviously they're coming over here, or some of them anyway, with a with an eye on whitey, and uh, so that's um, that that works against our interests. Yeah, this is this is called a J-1 visa. I'm looking it up here on Wikipedia. The Department of State classifies this as a J-1 visa, and you have to be 18 to 26 years of age, and you have to be able to speak English. And that's really just about it. And you and you have to uh, you have to commit to uh, 45 hours of childcare per week, and then in return you get uh, a lot of your uh, education paid for. Plus expenses. That sounds nice. <laughs> yeah. Sounds nice. Yeah. Here we go. Okay. Five, ten minute break. We'll be right back. This is the VNM Broadcasting. Ladies, tell your man about Vanguard Radio. We're the good guys and we're happening. <laughs> 